It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Listening to the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast, brought to you by Fetch Me Home Delivery. Zach Blackerby, Michael Papp is here with you, and we're taking the show on the road because we are joined today by Voice of the Auburn Tigers, Andy Burcham. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. I think it's the first time this show has not been uh, not been in the Auburn Network family of station studios. Do, do we have a name for this studio? This is the Auburn Sports Network studio. Sweet. I'm fired up. Yeah. You fired up, Michael? I'm a little intimidated, to be honest. He was so nervous on the way over here, Andy. Really? I'll tell you what. He was so nervous. There's no reason to be nervous, Michael. Zach can tell you that. Yeah. Right? Just a bunch of dudes just hanging out. Right. Exactly. So we talked before uh, before the season got going, Andy. I mean, we're halfway through the year. How's um, how's everything been? You know, this has been a whirlwind time, right. um, starting back in May with with the accident that that set all of this in motion. Right. And um, then in August, when the, when the announcement was made, and the the Auburn club meetings and um, just various events, let alone just getting to the ballpark and and prep time for the ball games and, and doing the ball games and a good start for this football team. So um, at, at times it seems like uh, it was just yesterday, and at times it seems like it's been years sure. in, in this process. But yeah. uh, I've enjoyed it. Um, it you know, it, it's, it's what I've worked for for my entire career. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad to be doing it in spite of the, uh, the circumstances. And then your first call as uh, voice of the Auburn Tigers at the you know the very end of the game, the game winner to Seth Williams. I mean that instantly, you know, with just kind of the situation and all that went into it, instantly became an iconic call throughout Auburn football history. I felt a little guilty about that, and here's why: um, it was a thrilling moment for yeah. me personally and professionally. But you know. We, we go to halftime, and Auburn hasn't scored a touchdown, so I immediately think back to, to Rod's first two-and-a-half games 
as the voice back in 2003, and he doesn't get to call a touchdown until the Vanderbilt game, which is game three. And I'm yeah. like, holy cow, here we go again. Right. It was just halftime. And so, and so I felt a little bit guilty, not only to get to call a touchdown in that first game, which I know that sounds ridiculous, <laughs> sure, but, but getting to call a game-winning touchdown in the last seconds. Um, I, I, I walked down to the field to do the Auburn football review with Coach Malzahn and just thought, you couldn't have asked for much more out of your first game than, than what we just saw. Right. Right, and obviously a uh, first game for you calling it, and then that game was also the first game for, for Bo Nix. And, I mean, obviously the similarities between his father's play and, and uh, I mean, just, just, just pretty cool, pretty cool scenario. There, there's a lot of symmetry involved um, because I, I immediately thought of his father's pass to Frank Sanders at, um, at Florida Field down at the Swamp in 94. A lot of others thought about his pass to Frank Sanders in the 93 Iron Bowl, coming off the bench on fourth down when, when Stan was, was injured and out for the rest of that ball game. So, yeah, a lot of folks thought, and it, and it happened about the same place on the field mm-hmm. uh, in, in those end zones for, for both of those. Kind of fell into it. Exactly. the defender on like the one or the two-yard right. line. Well, yeah. the, the Sanders catch in, in Florida was in the end zone. It was okay. a jump ball. The, the catch in the 93 Iron Bowl was a, a catch, and then he dove into the end zone. So, yeah, there, there's some similarities there, and, um, you know, a lot of things go through your mind at that point. And, and one of the things I realized, quite frankly, is uh, through that call, I've, I failed to mention how long the pass was. Oh, yeah. And so wow, I, I look at that first game already trying to improve. <laughs> I love it. And so I, 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 I talked to Gene Dulaney on our, our flight home. Uh, afterward, I said, Gene, I'm, I need some help with this. I, I need help with the, the yardage uh, on that. You know, I, I was the one that missed it, but I, I need help from my spotter. So, uh, so Gene has been feeding me that information ever since. Now, I actually have a two-part question yeah. for you. Uh, first of all, did you know that Bo Nix's dad actually played quarterback at Auburn? What? <laughs> How many times do you think you've said that this year? Oh, a couple. Yeah, a couple times, and, and and listen, it will come up as long as he's the quarterback at Auburn. Oh yeah, you know every every broadcast, and and especially if if Patrick's at the game, which I think he's been at, I think he's been at every game so far, and, and the camera seems to find him at every game so far. <laughs> sure. So, is there a, a meeting before the season where like all the uh, the ESPN guys, the the CBS guys, the radio teams, they all get together and they're like, "This is this year. This is what we're going to hammer home." Jarrett Stidham's from Texas. Yeah, Bo Nix's dad played at Auburn. <laughs> well, it did. Listen, we we don't meet with with the other crews. From time to time, we'll we'll talk with someone else, and and you get to know some of these announcers a little bit. Because you spend some time with them, uh, and we we like to have a lot of times we like to have the TV talent on our ta- on our tailgate show, especially when we're on the road because their booth is typically pretty close to ours, so it's yeah. easy to get a Brad Nessler or um, you know someone like that to, to come in and, and be a part of our broadcast because we know folks are, are watching and hopefully listening to us and, and that type of thing. So. But no, we don't meet with them. I'm yes. Listen, I mean that that note is readily available, right? And uh, that's that's an easy note, uh, as as our buddy John Botterford used to say. That's low hanging fruit. Right. That's easy. That's easy to come up with. And um, you know, for, for that first game, 
Uh, and, and there were a couple times I, w- I went back and listened, and I called Bo Patrick a couple times uh, in that. Hopefully I haven't done that since, at least much. Sure. Uh, it, will, it will happen, though. You yeah. Know, because I was, I, was, I was the locker room guy for Patrick Nix's career. And there's some great moments in his father's career. I mean that no doubt that that '93 Iron Bowl we game, two of those plays yeah, already. The '94 yeah. Florida game, uh, and he was a good interview, just like Bo is. Right. Uh, and you want to have those guys on. You want to have those guys, those athletes on on your interviews. So, um, and then you know I've been around long enough. This is not the this is not the only generational thing. I mean, I was here when Gary Walker Senior played. I was here when my, my first year calling women's basketball at Auburn was Vicki Orr's senior year, her last year at Auburn. Now I'll call her son uh, in his senior year That's cool. at Auburn. So I've been around long enough that we're starting to see some generations of these athletes coming through now. And just kind of you know mentioning the, those storylines, those notes, I mean, the, the stuff for the next two weeks is, is pretty clear, right? I mean, Arkansas and, and Gus Malzahn, that relationship, and then – Obviously, the the inevitable storyline every time Auburn goes down to Baton Rouge right. to play LSU. I mean, until that trend is broken, that's going to be the storyline. Yeah, and and, and and put Will Hastings in that group this week because he's an Arkansas guy. There used to be I more Arkansas that. players um, on on the Auburn roster, especially when when you know that that 2010 team had several. Lee Zimba was another of those Arkansas guys that yeah. that, that came in. Uh, so for Will, it's he's he's going back home, and and for Gus, he goes back home, and you know he gets a chance to see probably some family and friends briefly when the team gets into the team hotel, and maybe for a couple minutes after the game, but that's about it. Sure, I'm sure Will Hastings is trying to you know to to get as many tickets as he possibly can for his family and friends, and he's talked about how he knows. Some of the other, you know, some of those Arkansas players. So that'll be that'll be an interesting dynamic. And then next week is next week. I mean, it's LSU. Auburn hasn't won there since the cigar game in 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 nineteen ninety nine, and and has had several big time chances and and has come up empty. And and likely it's going to be the number two team in the country that Auburn's going to face. And then they're they're of course building up to number one against number two. Later on, so Which we've seen that in that rivalry exactly. before. There, so. there will be plenty of storylines when Auburn gets to Baton Rouge. But I'll be honest with you guys: this game scares me. This game scares me because of Tennessee last year. Okay, that that's a game Auburn never should have lost a year ago. That Tennessee game here, mm-hmm. yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know they were they were looking for their first conference win. They were struggling, and they come in here, and and Auburn has every chance to not only win that game but pull away and win that game comfortably. Sure. And lets Tennessee hang around, and Tennessee wins the game to their credit. Yeah. Arkansas will be at home. They're looking for their first conference win. Um, if 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 Auburn can get out to a lead early and establish itself early, like it did against Tulane and Kent State and A and M and Mississippi State, I, I like Auburn's chances to sure. win the game and, and and win it handily. If Auburn doesn't get out early, or if Auburn allows Arkansas to hang around late, this game scares me. Yeah, because yeah, this team this team can score. This Arkansas team can score. They can they can put up some numbers. They have struggled from a defensive standpoint. And Auburn goes in. Oh, by the way, without Booby Whitlow. Sure. So mm-hmm. what does Auburn's run game look like this Saturday? We won't know until until it happens. Yeah, until yeah. until the game yep. at this point.
It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. We're talking about storylines, about facts about players. You know, I can see you've got uh, your your kind of big board cheat sheet here. Why do, you, do people call it a cheat sheet? I don't know. I don't either. I don't I, I, these are notes that I've put together. What would you call it? Well, that was my that was going to be my question. If you <laughs> if you put all these notes together, it's, it's, or if you it, had a, it, it's what we used to call spotting boards, and and it includes notes. And you know what? I mean, I. Rod did this. Jim Fife did. Every, everybody oh, yeah. has their own version. For some, Neil Price at Mississippi State, for example, writes everything out. Just by hand? Yeah, by hand. Feels that that's the best way for him to remember things. If, if I did that, I, would, I wouldn't be able to read it. Yeah. I do, <laughs> I'm the same way. Right? I, I, I do it on the computer uh, just to keep it legible, so to speak. Uh, and of all the notes that I have, and for example um, – for example, Derek Brown, I have one, two, three, four, five. I have six notes on his with his for his bio, so to speak. Okay. I may get to one or two of those. For some of these guys, I'll never refer mm-hmm. to those notes. But you want to have it available just in case. What is the best note, the most fun fact about a player? That you've got on your spotting board. Uh, Austin Caps, the left guard for Arkansas, is an agricultural business major. Okay. All right. Dude is 6'4", 304. That's a big farmer. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're not messing with that guy. I bet that guy can uh, can push you around for sure. Uh, and, and here's another one. The third string quarterback, John Stevens, John Steven Jones for Arkansas. Okay. Jerry Jones' grandfather Gra- went his, to my his, high school. Exactly. All right. His father... Played at Arkansas. His grandfather is Jerry Jones. He played at Arkansas. He was a really good player. He's not a big quarterback. He's only five foot eleven. Yeah, but won a state championship. Was the MVP of the state championship game. But it's the Jerry Jones legacy there at Arkansas. Sure. So no, that's interesting for sure. So. Uh, as far as your preparation and evaluating and kind of getting to know Auburn's opponents each and every week, has there been a name that you've just been like dreading having to say on the air? There was, and I, I don't have his name right offhand, there was a backup offensive guard from Oregon. Oh, yeah? That if he, and, you know, they had several uh, Samoan sure. names mm-hmm. uh, because there's just a lot of those players yeah. on, on those West Coast teams. And had he gotten into the ball game, and at one point the, the first stringer went out. Oh, you're right. He did. Yeah. And I and I, I, I and I, I've got I've got the pronunciation guide on on my boards. I was ready. I was ready for that name. And yeah. I know what I've messed it up. But he never got into the ball game that I'm aware of. Okay. All right. My first year doing radio. My first year out of college, 1983. I was doing football for Illinois State University. Okay. And Illinois State had a defensive tackle, no linebacker named Issy. Humanawanui. And I messed that name up so many times that year because I couldn't figure out the syllables. Uh huh. But I remember it now. Yeah, because it starts H O O M, right? Yeah. I, there was I, a... I was always, always, always adding a syllable to his last name. Yeah. 
Yeah, because he had a tight end. I don't know if they're related, but it was like, I think, oh, man, I knew is how I always said it. But. Yes, it was his son. Okay. Yeah, it was his cool. son. That, that, yes. How about that? Yeah, how about that? How about that? He yeah. played for the Pats, so, you know. There you go. We find a way to work in the Patriots every episode. That yeah. was it. We did it. Oddly, mm. I, I can't believe we did that. <laughs> I'm shocked. Yeah, me too. I'm shocked. Even Jarrett Stidham came up. And I, 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 oh, yeah. I'm like, no, there'll be another opportunity. Sure. There'll be another opportunity. So, uh, I, I know you've made the trip to Fayetteville before. For uh, for folks uh, making that trek, is, is there is there a restaurant Wait, that you would hold, recommend? I'm sorry, really okay. fast. All Before right. we move on from names, yes, are you nervous about having to say "acting bola" a whole bunch during basketball? Not season? really. No, I uh, he'll be fine. Here's this is one, and, and and I know this is a family show, but for four years, Katie Furking played at Auburn, and I never messed up her name. Okay. All right. Now, it doesn't take much of a mental leap to figure oh, yeah. out how oh, you could mess that it's, name it's up. It's pretty and, close to yeah, something pretty bad. Right. right. And it wasn't like she didn't play. She played a lot. Oh, yeah. She was a big player, right? So, yeah. no, I, I'll, I'll be able to get the Auburn names. And, and at times, he'll just be Stretch. Okay. Sure. Because that's how Bruce refers to him. That's how Bruce Pearl refers to him. Stretch. So, but, not Babatunde. No. I, but I'm going to use the name. I'm going to use the name as much as I possibly can. It's a fantastic name. It's, it is it's a great a, name. And, it, and, it's and, just, and, and, it's and the guy's a player, too. Oh, he's a big man. Yeah, he's he's gonna be he, he's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. You expect him to get minutes? I know. Oh, I know absolutely. There's, there's a absolutely. lot of big men on this team. Uh, you know, here's the thing. Um, you know, Austin Wiley hasn't had a full injury-free season since he was in high school. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I think Akibola is gonna gonna get in, and I think he's gonna play a lot. I, and because listen, even if Austin is is healthy all year long and has the kind of year that we we all hope he does, right. He's got to get some minutes to sit and rest up. Yeah. yeah. So Stretch is going to play. And I know there's a lot of Auburn fans out there kind of hoping that Wiley starts at the five and Anthony Macmore comes in at the four. But I've kind of said similar things. It's like, no, I think you need one of them on the court at all times or as much as possible. I, I think right now, if, if, if you look at their starting five, this could easily be a starting five of all seniors. And I think you could see Macmore at the four. Really? Yes. I think it – uh, well, not all seniors. Yeah, it is all seniors. Javon at the point, Samir at, at the two, Dangel at the three, and, and McLemore at the four, and Wiley at the five. Okay. I think you could see that. Now, I've just kind of assumed that Okoro was going to get the start as a freshman. But well, I don't know. We'll find out. Sure. Platoon in five freshmen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're talented. <laughs> they, they, are, they, they, they could hang with a lot of folks. He, I, I asked Bruce Pearl about that uh, last week for, uh, for Tiger Talk. And he he talked he talked about this freshman class, talent wise, is a lot like Wiley and Dangel and Harper and those guys right. when they were freshmen Mustafa. as well. Yeah. That 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 freshman class, right. this freshman class, talent wise, rivals that freshman class. And listen, if this freshman class turns into what that freshman class did. Wow, okay. it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, you take that. Yeah, Auburn absolutely. fans take that every every chance they can get. Sure. Since we're on the topic of basketball, at the time of recording this tomorrow is is tip off at Tumors. Yeah. Um, I know that's going to be something that I, I don't know if if Auburn basketball could have pulled that off a few years ago as far as just interest from from the fan base, but. I mean, it's the middle of football season, and here we are talking right. about Auburn basketball. There's, well, I, I can't know, believe it. We, we were set to do this last year, too. Right, tropical and, storm. And the, the, the storm came through, and they, they had no choice but to, to cancel it, although at the time that the event would have taken place, we'd have been fine. But there were, there's, there's too much yeah. from a logistics standpoint you had to do that. So yeah. this has been on the radar for a couple of years. 
And um, so, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Uh, looks like the weather's going to be nice and cool, and um, we'll be down at Tumor's Corner, and hopefully everyone can come down and join us. Free event. Uh, we'll be they've, There's going to be a fan fest at 4 on the Sanford Lawn for folks. Uh, we'll be doing Tiger Talk at 6 on the court. Brad Lawn, I'll be doing Tiger Talk on Sweet. the court at 6, and then the, the festivities begin at 7. Yeah, it's going to be an awesome night, and yeah, once again, I just love the fact that Auburn basketball is being celebrated and hyped up in the middle of football season. It's uh, the culture has definitely changed over the last few years. It's, um, it's 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 pretty cool to see. So, it's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get zero percent APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Uh, yeah, Andy, for those uh, making the trek to Fayetteville, I mean, you, you mentioned that this game uh, could potentially be a trap game. I, I know you didn't say trap game, but I mean, you mentioned that it trap it sandwich you. game, whatever. Sure, and, right. and I, I don't, I don't say it because of that, Zach. I, I just, it's you have these games from time to time, and maybe it is a trap. Maybe it's a sandwich game. I don't, I don't know. Okay, but the the Tennessee loss last year makes no sense. Right, it makes no sense. Uh, of a year ago. Yeah, you're right. And this is the kind of game that would, if, if, if Auburn walks out of there in Fayetteville with a loss, I'm going to be thinking the same thing. And then then you have a trip to LSU. That's tough. Coming up. So Auburn has to take care of business. This is a very focused team, though. I, I don't think that Auburn's going in there by any stretch overlooking Arkansas. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how this team responds. I mean, I, I'm sure just the way that I mean, a very veteran-led team. I mean, a lot of lot of upperclassmen, especially on the defensive side of football and the offensive line. I'm really curious to see how they respond from this loss. I, 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 I imagine that they have been itching yeah. and dying to get yeah. back in and, and and hit somebody that's not themselves. The the, the one, the the one thing that that kind of throws a monkey wrench into this is from an off. Uh, yes, defensively, no question, but offensively, what does losing Jatarvius Whitlow? What does that do? Yeah. To this offense, how is Auburn able to run the football with Cam Martin and Sean Shivers and and Joiner and, and Malik Miller and Bo Nix? Mm-hmm. And also, by the way, I th- I, th- I think Auburn's backup quarterback, uh, Joy Gate, was going to be in the game too, running the football as sure. well. So uh, th- that's the big question mark to me: is how does Auburn, how well does Auburn run the football? Uh, Saturday morning in, in Fayetteville. We've seen Malzahn just totally pull out all the stops against Arkansas teams in the past. I yeah. mean, do, do you expect him to do that? I mean, he's very close with Chad Morris. Uh, you know, I've read and heard a lot of stuff about his relationship with the Arkansas head coach. Do you think that'll factor into anything, or, or do you think he's kind of just worried about doing what he needs to do on oh, Saturday? Listen, I, he, he's from Arkansas. He's playing a friend of his. That that has to play somewhat of a factor. I don't think that, that Gus allows a lot of things, though, to, to get in his head other than the game itself. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, we may see some things because Auburn didn't do a whole lot offensively at Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a – you know, Auburn never did get things going. Right. Uh, against the Gators. They really we had, had that one drive late yeah, and it ended with, you know, Bo Nix making a, a freshman mistake. Exactly. That pick. Yeah. yeah. So um, – and that's the one game to me that, that he's looked like a freshman. That's the one game. I, I, you know – he had moments in Oregon, but but he also came back 
against Oregon and, um, and, and played so very well. But he struggled. I, I, think, I think the kid bounces back this week I against Arkansas. He seemed like a really, gamer. I, yeah. I, yeah, I'm with you. Well, you, kinda... you, you're, you're at, let, me, let me get this real quick, Michael. Sorry. This is not, no, this you're not my podcast. No. You're asking me about places in Fayetteville. Oh, yeah, food. Oh, yes. Sorry, I interrupted. No, that, that's important. That. This is always, for me, it's a family trip. My sister and her family have lived in Springdale, Arkansas, for a number of years. Springdale and Fayetteville are like Auburn and Opelika. They, okay. they run Very together. Very close, yeah. yeah. They run together. Um, so, for me, for the most part, this trip is always family. And, and my almost my entire family is going to be there Friday night. My, my brother and his family are coming in from Norman, Oklahoma. My other brother and his family are coming in from Nashville, Illinois. My sister will be there. So all the siblings are going to be in the same place. That's cool. Friday evening. We will enjoy Guido's Pizza, which is a family-owned pizza company there. There's two of them, I think. And it's really good, thin, crispy crust pizza with all kinds of toppings. It's delicious. What kind of toppings do you get on your pizza? Uh, it's like the Meat Lover's Pizza. Okay. It's fabulous. You, you load it up. Yeah, I do. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? I, I, from time to time. I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to it, but I doubt there will be pineapple on this pizza. Okay. This is going to be straightforward. So right. go to Guido's. Guido's in Tawnytown. But not on Friday night. Sounds like it's going to be really crowded. Well, we're we're going to probably be, be we're, we're, we're going to be at the house, so sure. they were they're going to get pizza in. Okay, uh, but yeah, Guido's in Tawny Town, which okay. is a small little Italian community west of, of Springdale. That's the original Guido's. Go to that one. Okay, okay. All right. That's important. Yes, um, there's a there's also a place called uh, Herman's Rib, Herman Herman's Ribs. It's in Fayetteville. If you drive by it. It it's very unimpressive from the outside. It's not real big, um, checkered tablecloths when you walk in. Sure, tons of pictures on the the the, uh, the walls. Um, get the ribs for an appetizer, and if you like a pork chop, get the uh, the pork porterhouse. Hmm. They have until I'm it runs right out, now. and there it's outstanding. Sounds that good. that that was that was a place that Jim Five always went to. It was a place that Rod Bramblett always went to wherever, whenever they were in town for football, basketball, and in Rod's case, baseball as well. So sure. Herman's, Herman's is, and then Brahms for ice cream. All right, sweet. So we, we got everything. Fantastic. So there you go. So there, there's your, there's your uh, there's your Fayetteville slash Springdale menu. I love it. Yeah, I love it. We're almost out of time, but we have a few crucial questions. Right. That, uh, I, I know Michael wanted to get so, out. So I have one last question about. Your current job, and yeah. then I want to talk a little bit about, uh, kind of about you know your past in, in broadcasting. Uh, first, you've called a lot of different sports. We've talked about a number of them today. Uh, which one do you enjoy the most, and which one's the most difficult? <sighs> Soccer was the most difficult for me because I didn't play the game. I had to learn the game to call it. Yeah, and so that was the most difficult for me because I was completely learning. Not only the game itself, but the team, and and I, I enjoyed it immensely. Um, I, I get that question a lot about what do I enjoy the most, and my my pat answer is whatever season we're in, <laughs> because it's all different. Listen, football is such an enormous event every week that you're playing. Basketball is you know twice a week typically. It's a different pace. Of, of a game, and then you've got baseball, and you may have four or five baseball games a week, but it's a slower pace. Um, I've called basketball and baseball longer than anything else that I've done, 
So I'm probably a little more comfortable calling those sports. Um, I'm picking it back up as far as football is concerned because for a long time I was doing, I was doing a game a week, but it was for TV and it was on the the tape delay side, and it's a different that's a different animal altogether. Right. So picking football back up uh, has been that's been it's been tough just to start to do that again and the prep work that goes into it and and just the enormity of an event. And but the thing, the good thing about football is you have so much help. You have you have a big crew. We've got a big crew that that I've been with. I was just the locker room guy before, and and now I'm the play by play guy. So uh, I hope that answers your question. I, I really don't have a favorite. Um, I've I've done more basketball than anything else here at Auburn because I I've done women's hoops for 31 years coming into this. So um, that I'm the most perhaps comfortable doing a basketball game right now. But I'm looking forward to, to doing the men again. I'm looking forward to doing a game with a huge crowd behind me. That'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, I've only called one Auburn basketball game in my 31 years at home, which was a sellout. It was against Tennessee. Tennessee in 2009. Was that, that game? Yeah, yeah that, that SEC championship team with Nell Fortner as a head coach here they, at the Coliseum. They were still undefeated at the time. Yeah, yeah. It was here at the Coliseum. And they it was a packed house, and it was just unbelievable energy. Well, mm-hmm. I'm going to get a chance to do that a couple times over at the arena this year with men's basketball. I can't wait. Okay, so if people uh, don't know, Andy used to host Auburn Opelika this morning, which Zach currently hosts. He does. Andy, I'd like to know, in your opinion— All true. Those those two statements are true. In your opinion, uh, why is the show so much worse now? Oh, (laughs) well, that's a premise that I'm not necessarily agreeing with. I don't necessarily agree that it is worse now than it was before. So I can't answer your question. Oh, all right. How about that? Well, I shot you down. Um, <laughs> you were very successful hosting Auburn Opelika this morning. Uh, how many Abbeys have you won? Fifteen. Um, Zach currently has four and a half. Do you think four that he'll ever what, catch what's you? That? What's that? Sure he will if, if so, he's there long enough. So ESPN, we won best app. And um, I was station manager of ESPN at the time. Right. And uh, he doesn't think I should count it because Riley he claims it. it as I would I'd, his I'd, award. I would. I would. I would claim it. He, All right, so I've got five. I would claim it. Uh, there, okay. uh, yeah. I would certainly. The so king do of you the think himself is letting so me claim that So do you that think one. that Zach is one third as good as you are as a radio host? No, because he's only been doing it for about uh, a quarter of the time that I did it. I guess a third is more than a quarter, so. All right. Sorry. Sorry I'm not going to join in on, on the frivolity there. Yeah. No, he, he just wants to push me down. It's fine. Here's the thing, about, here's the thing about that show. Um, that show would have won Abby's, had Abby's been around when Rod Bramblett was doing it. Right. Um, and, and the other hosts of that show. Yeah. Uh, that show had been around for quite some time when I took it over in 2004. That, that same basic idea of community service, mm-hmm. of of covering the city council meetings and the school board meetings and the, the county commission and and having different folks coming in, interesting folks coming. That was all in place when I took over in 2004. And it wasn't until, I don't even remember the first year that the Abbeys were around, uh, that, that we started to enter. And I But I think that was an Abbey award-winning show before Abbeys were around. Mm-hmm. It's just a great idea. And it is, um, it, to this day, it's a unique show because so many radio stations have gone away from local. 
Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what sets that show apart from really anything else. Can't get more local than that show. Exactly. Yeah. Don't sell yourself short, though. I mean, you had a huge hand in making that show what it is. Well, and, I, and I know that because your signature is on like, all the contracts for everything that gets aired on the show. <laughs> we, we spent like the last month collecting all of our barter contracts. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I did it for 12 years. I did it longer than anyone else on that show. Yeah. Um, so, there's yeah, there's a presence, so to speak, with that show. And like you said... Rod hosted the show. You hosted the show. Now Zach hosts the show. Yeah. We are we sitting next to the uh, potentially the next voice of the Auburn Tigers? I don't think so. I don't do play by play, bud. You got plenty of time. I, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, I know. I mean, you got let's so put much it. Time. Let's put it that way, gentlemen. <laughs> you got all this time until he's done. I mean, come on. It's just. It's right there in line. Andy, thank you so much for uh, letting us come over here for uh, for a few minutes, and uh, hopefully we can do this again soon. Love to. Awesome. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn Podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.